Hey, I'm Ben Silverio. And I'm Jenna Dalgetty. And I'm Ansel Burke. And it's time to party! Thank you for joining us for our January coverage of Free Jack. This episode was recorded on December 16th, 2022. We are not doctors. We don't give medical advice. Please drink responsibly. In a van down by the river. <laughs> I do a terrible Farley impression. Yes, you do. By the way. Yeah, well, I, I think mean, I mean, the, the cadence was right, at least. <laughs> I think Andy could do a, a Farley. When, when we yeah, had yeah, Andy yeah. Huddle in here, we just had him do impression after impression. Who's we? <laughs> Who's we in this scenario? <laughs> you were egging him on just as much. <laughs> I encouraged what was already happening. <laughs> Which, granted, is my fault. <laughs> Take accountability. That's yeah, right. That's, uh, yeah, I, I do own that. I do own that. <laughs> party people, welcome back to Time to Party, the podcast where we spend our time talking about time. Yeah. But not good. not the T H yeah that one. yeah not the not Seasoning. the spice Seasoning. the spice that's the it's word the spice the herb. Uh, yes <laughs> because it's got an H in it it's got a bloody H in it <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't our podcast be very different if we talked about that time yes I don't think we'd have as many movies to talk about oh true there would be that uh, that of- one about the uh, the hotel the I don't know. Grand I'm, Budapest Hotel? No. Uh, Wait, couldn't you do like The Big Night? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. We could do any cooking movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or you could even do cooking show recaps. Ooh. Uh, episode one. They go. didn't use time this episode. Yeah. <laughs> episode two. They used very little time. <laughs> just just a taste. I think I spotted some in the bottom corner of this frame. <laughs> episode three. They wasted time. It was, it's, it was a shame. It burned. They had to throw it away. Huge it... waste of time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but since that's not the time we're talking about, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ansel, to dash your dreams. <laughs> Just a dash of time. Just a God dash of time. <laughs> that's the name of the show. Get out. All right. Well, I had well, a good run. <laughs> Welcome Goodbye. to a dash of time. With... <laughs> Oh, man. Yes, we are on our second episode talking about the 1992 sci-fi Classic. It was a movie. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Late night HBO classic. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Specifically late night. Uh, Free Jack, starring Emilio Estevez, Mick Jagger, Rene Russo, Anthony Hopkins, um... One we forgot from the last time we talked about this, Jonathan Banks. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. yes, and we will definitely be talking about all of them in more detail in this our second episode where we review the movie. I don't know why I said it like that. You will review you the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who lets me in front of microphones? Like you let is, yourself. Ansel, this is your fault. All right, no. Yeah, I... You do. You do this yourself. I have okay. egged it on. Let's again, be clear. Again, I have to take accountability. For... <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we will be reviewing and sharing our thoughts and probably lampooning uh, Free Jack today on the pod. Uh, before we do, if you have no idea what Free Jack is, which I'm sure a lot of you do not know what this movie is, uh, our new friends... At Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Because we're doing a cool new thing this season. 
cool new thing. Cool thing. Uh, where we're sharing the synopses from multiple places. There we go. Shout out Stella Cheeks for the idea. For, for having a good idea. Yes. Yeah, she has those. She does, she's really good at it. Right? Yeah, every now and then. She, she... <laughs> Breaking news, Stella Cheeks is a nice person. <gasps> what? Uh, she said not to tell anybody. I Don't mean, put that out there. sorry for breaking kayfabe. Both of our listeners <laughs> will know now. <laughs> I, I don't mean to break kayfabe, but Stella Cheeks raised a bunch of money for That's a true. book fair to get children uh, comic yeah. books. Yep. And I'm super proud of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was very cool. I believe it was like 72 different books Something for like kids. That. And there was some left over, so she donated it to the library there. Mm-hmm. That's super so, cool. Mm-hmm. Look at that. We know good people. Yeah. yeah. So our new friends at Rotten Tomatoes tell us, Early in the 21st century, technological advances have made it possible for aging, wealthy people to pay crooks like the Sendak, Mick Jagger, to go back in time, kidnap young victims like race car driver Alex Furlong, and deliver them to the elderly clients who then have their brains transplanted into their bodies. Furlong manages to break free from his captors, but as a fugitive, he finds that the world of the future is a bleak, dangerous place. They go into considerably more details. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't just use the log line. It's true. <laughs> um, um, so we'll start uh, in the... F- first episode jenna you mentioned that this was a movie you had seen a lot when you were younger yeah yeah because i was 12 when it came out and we had cable we had hbo at home uh and as long as it wasn't like too ridiculous my parents didn't really care or Mm. maybe didn't know everything Ah. that i watched (laughs) (laughs) so yes after this movie had its theatrical run raking in like seventeen (laughs) dollars raking in less than half of what it cost i guess apparently it cost like 30 million and they maybe made like 17 million worldwide you know where all that money went all those fucking cars <laughs> yeah they had so many different so futuristic many cars. cars and then they had like ooh, old cars like that wine or champagne delivery truck yeah, what that the fuck was like that? a pickup truck with like a wine cask and like <laughs> what windows with wine bottles ass. like what you have all these like crazy futures and then this like old ass pickup truck yeah what I, is happening i wonder if that wasn't a real thing that somebody was just like oh uh yeah my uncle has this wine delivery thing can we can we put it in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to chop the top off of it, the top half of it off. Can we just borrow, like, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll replace it. <laughs> it's fine. So, uh, in revisiting Free Jack for this podcast, do you think your opinion of it has changed since you first watched it? Since no. you were 12. No. I always knew it was dumb and fun, and it's still dumb and fun. <laughs> Good answer. Yep. Although now I have seen much since I was 12. I've Mm. seen a lot more sci-fi. And woof, some of that stuff is, like some of this is just so brutal. Like it's not that it was the first movie taking a lot of those like dystopian future tropes and things like that. Like by no means, you know, a trendsetter. Right. You could tell that it was just like they just used cookie cutter phrases and scenarios and mm-hmm. everything for like how to make this a dystopian future. 
Uh, leather. So, the answer was leather. Leather. Yeah. And like weird cylindrical, like elongated <laughs> cars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to 2009. Oh, yep. God. That's their future year, that's, 2009. That's what they think 2009 is. Which yeah. is very funny to me. And I was going to wait on this, but since it's up, since we're talking about it. Yeah. So in the original. The box has been opened. It was not 2009. <gasps> oh. In the book, it was 20. 2,110. Why couldn't they go there? Yeah. Uh, right? I, I think it was purely because they wanted to bring back the girlfriend character. Yeah, mm. but, okay. Beef number one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, 1992. Yes. Emilio Estevez, Alex Furlong gets bone-jacked. Or free jack, or jacked from the past. He gets bone jacked to become a free jack. <laughs> yes. 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 By no, he gets jacked by bone jackers. Oh, that's and what then it becomes is. a free jack. That's yes. What it is. Let's get our jacks by jagger. Get your jacks by yes. Mick In, Jagger. Yes. And you know, interesting thing about this is that they do a much better job of explaining those two terms. In the Wikipedia entry that I read to refresh my memory mm-hmm. on this movie, mm-hmm. they do so much better. Of describing that stuff there than in the movie. Because oh, yeah. like that tells me there's deep lore somewhere. Oh, there no, could because, be great lore from yes, this. Yes, but everything is just offhand comments. Yep. So, all right, the past is 1992, yeah. right? It's, Renee Russo, she's a girlfriend. She sees her uh, boyfriend die tragically, or what she thinks happens, that mm-hmm. he dies tragically in this car accident at the Long Island Grand Prix. <laughs> <laughs> And so then, fast forward to 2009, right? Mm-hmm. That's the dystopian future where he is jacked to <laughs> Alex Furlong. So she looks the, the same. same. Absolutely. Seventeen years later, yeah. she looks the same. Who else looks the same? Brad. They all look like yep. no change Nobody whatsoever. Yeah. Brad, the, uh, would we call him skeevy manager? Yes, that's an appropriate term. I mean, Paul Johansson, come on. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> there are people knocking, there are people rocking, feeling hot, hot, hot. How could you not want this guy in your movie? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gotta get that. But it's like, they don't look any different. 17 no. years later, mm-hmm. no different look. Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Sure thing. Sure. I can maybe believe that with one character. Ooh, maybe they just aged sure. well. Mm-hmm. But also, this is a they society. They got a good moisturizing yeah. in 2009. They kept up a good, uh, yeah, regimen. Yeah. Skincare regimen. But I mean, like, it's one thing if Julie didn't age, because she works in an industry where she could probably afford mm. to have some of the new technology of, like, mm. age-defying uh, creams and stuff and procedures, mm-hmm. where she has access to that. Mm. But... But Brad lives in the slums, mm-hmm. you know, where dudes are bringing out shotguns and diners and shit. <laughs> so he has to hide his real apartment behind a fake apartment so he doesn't get killed. Yep. You know, like he he's the stress alone would age him. Something. Yes. Gray hair. Yeah. No. Salt and pepper. No. Nope. Like a beard. <laughs> the easiest way to like age someone up in a movie is put a beard on them. That's right? true. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it was very lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, well, TVs were lower definition back then. So maybe they were like, mm, <laughs> no one's going to notice. It's not going to show up. It'll be fine. Yeah, 
Nobody's going to watch this until it's on HBO anyway. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like me. You're welcome. <laughs> but like, you're exactly right. Like, it's lazy. So much of it is lazy. So much of that movie, like any of the lore mm-hmm. that you were alluding to, any of that are just offhand mentions. Yep. The 10-year depression. Yeah. That uh, um, Anthony Hopkins, the McCandless character, mm-hmm. dies of virus strain three. <laughs> That's like unobtainium. I was, I was you know, gonna like, say it was like unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you're exactly right. It's like they're uh, they're just offhand mentions. It's like oh well, I guess they explained what happened, like why it's a weird dystopian future. It was a ten year depression. Yeah. Like what? And that's it. You hear it mentioned once. Yeah. The ten year depression. And it's from a character that's basically a throwaway. Yeah. Also. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was going to get to this later, but one of the things that really bothered me about the movie is that it tries to have these really big moments, these mm. big emotional moments where you're supposed to connect to these characters, but it hasn't earned it. <laughs> so they caught, they fall flat, mm-hmm. you know? Like, the thing that I, uh, that I highlighted uh, on, on this note was uh, that scene where uh, Rene Russo and Emilio Estevez, uh, <laughs> Emilio was trying to get some, and she's like, Alex... I'm a lot older now. No, no, you're not. <laughs> First of all, Alex, do you really have time to be doing this right now? Because you're being chased by Mick Jagger <laughs> and his bone jackers. Yes, like, his team of bone jackers. Second, uh, older people can still have sex if they want to. Don't, mm. don't let society shame you into thinking otherwise. Yeah. Uh, third, uh, the two of them together don't really feel like much of a a thing after the opening scene, right? Like, it doesn't feel like they're a real couple. Because of that lack of chemistry later on in the movie, it doesn't earn those big moments, you mm. know? Like, that one, the the one at the end, like, where... Uh, the end. I have so many problems with the end. But we'll start with, with this chemistry <laughs> thing. Start with the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about Rene Russo and Emilio Estevez as an on-screen couple? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so, and and this goes back to my comment in episode one, uh, that the only, like, actual moment where Emilio Estevez didn't feel like he was just walking through the movie and mm-hmm. delivering lines for the sake of delivering lines uh, was when he and Rene Russo, like, he, he had to wake up to go to his race that day. The two big alarm race. clocks. Yeah, two yeah. alarm clocks. And, like, you know, she's joking with him. And it's very, like, playful scene of, like, a yeah. uh, uh, happy couple. Da, so da, da. Yes, young and in love. And then, like, by the way. Oh, yes, yes. This was 1991. This was somehow set a year in the past from when it was released. Yes, 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 yes. yes. So, even worse, uh... 18 years in the yeah. future, then damn it. <laughs> but like Emilio Estevez, like they have a very fun and playful moment. Like she smacks him on the butt and they're laughing and like actually seems like you get a genuine emotion from Emilio Estevez where he's like laughing and like he's there in the moment mm-hmm. with Rene Russo. Other than that, <laughs> the two of them couldn't have been like further apart in the movie if yeah. they tried. I mean, I, honestly, like I don't think Emilio Estevez ever in any movie I ever watched with Emilio Estevez came off as like a good romantic lead. Right. Which is too bad because like if they had made the movie that they started making, Mm. 
It was just like a, a movie about a race car driver who really loves his girlfriend and is trying to get that so one if, last race. If they made Cars, but with Emilio Estevez and Rene Russo. <laughs> if they made, Box office gold! Yes. <laughs> but they'd have to call it humans because they would still be people. <laughs> That's that's the that's the the whole catch of the movie. Or is that speed? He, he thinks he's the car. <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, oh, nightmare, nightmare. Uh, is that um? Is that's the plot of Speed Racer, though, isn't it? Is that where he plot? thinks he's the car? No, no, no. no. He, <laughs> Which part? Uh, he wants to win the race for his dad's garage and to get the to get the girl, right? I I feel like it's more about the dad. But the girl being uh, secondary. Yeah. Well, because the dad's important because then the brother is the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's been so long since I've seen Speed yeah, Racer. Yeah, wow. Cars is fresh. <laughs> I think Speed Racer came out after Cars, my friend. Yeah, but Cars had three wait a more minute. movies. Okay, wait a minute. The movie? The movie. Or the original anime. The, the anime <laughs> predates significantly. Yes, I was going to say. The, the original okay. anime, I don't think you could sum up the plot of in any number of sentences. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I watched a lot of Speed Racer episodes, and I still, to this day, don't think I could tell you what any more than one of them was about. <laughs> well, wasn't it all just like he had to race? He had, he had to <laughs> he had race, race about something. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> Racer X shows up. Racer X, who's secretly his brother. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Wait, what? Eventually, this is going to be relevant, I guess. <laughs> yes. At some point, we'll tie it all together. Oh Maybe. Anyway. Maybe. So. <laughs> right. Uh. <laughs> On screen chemistry, Rene Russo, Emilio Estevez, and new. No. Big no. Which is a shame because Emilio in The Breakfast Club mm. feels mm-hmm. like, to a degree, he could have been a romantic lead when he was younger. You know, like, mm-hmm. he probably even could have been considered for, like, a Back to the Future type franchise. Mm. You know, but uh, how old was he in 91? Or 92? Born in 62. Yeah. So he would have been 30. Yeah. 29 in 91. So, probably I mean, when they were filming. maybe in his 20s, you know, like, I mean, people loved him in The Outsiders, right? Like, but as a romantic lead here in something like this, like, outside of John Hughes... I don't know if uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know if I can name another good romantic Emilio Estevez endeavor. Mm-hmm. Even Mighty Ducks was kind of pushing it, you know, <laughs> like when they would try to have a love interest with him. But like the real love is between Coach Bombay and hockey and the team. <laughs> well, and it's I think Young Guns. Young Guns. Young you Guns. Know, oh, they didn't yeah, care yeah, yeah. about him being a romantic. Exactly. Saint Elmo's Fire. Yeah. Repo Men. Repo Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love St. Elmo's Fire, by the way. It's so... Like, I don't know why I love these movies uh, about these ensemble, uh, like, young people who are all somehow attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's the soundtracks. I play the record for uh, St. Elmo's Fire often. <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... A lot of those, I'm trying to think of like even modern movies where it's like, yeah, you want to buy the soundtrack to that movie. Because uh, like that was James always. Gun makes. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so there's that. But it's like, think about it. When you heard like The Crow mm-hmm. and you heard, um, you know, even Young Guns, mm-hmm. you know, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. Mm-hmm. That was the opus. Yeah. 
But it was like a lot of them like movies had soundtracks that you wanted to own. Oh yeah. Well, and I feel like that was an era where we had a lot more like this song was written for this movie. Yes. Yes. Situations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) This gives me the opportunity to bring up like Prince of Thieves. Ooh, yeah. And then they had one for Men in Tights purely to shit on (laughs) which is just fucking genius. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Okay, so my favorite anecdote about songs written for movies. Do you know the song, That's What Friends Are For? So glad we're doing this again. Friends are for. Keep smiling. Keep shining. Oh, and um, oh God, I can't think. Of, but if, yes, <laughs> if you're if you're playing at home, yes, you do have to take another shot. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that song was first recorded in 1982 by Rod Stewart. Uh, Shut your filthy mouth! But no. but it was written by Burt Bacharach and Carol Bayer Sager. Okay, for the movie Night Shift. A 1982 comedy directed by Ron Howard, starring, are you ready for this? Henry Winkler, Michael Keaton, and Shelley Long. Hold on. Okay. It's called Night Shift. All those people are in it. <laughs> what do you think this movie's about? Working at a diner late. Oh, good guess. Good oh, guess. Okay. Good guess. Okay. Give us another guess. Oh, God. Uh, think like 180 from that. <laughs> Working in a factory overnight? You're close. So kind of. All right, what is it? What is it? Yeah, no, yeah. Michael Keaton and Henry Winkler work in a morgue. <laughs> and Shelley Long is a sex worker. Okay. <laughs> sure. Oh, my God. And they... <laughs> they start they running start... a brothel out of the morgue. What the shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what Friends Are For is the song that was written <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> because you know what? We're going to give you a safe place to work. That's yeah, what friends exactly. are that's, that's <laughs> literally that the what the plot of the movie, plot of the is, movie like, is. You need a safe place to like get phone calls. And when Henry off, Winkler off. and Michael Keaton found out the way that Shelley Long was being treated and her friends and stuff like that, they were like, you need a safer place to do this. That's what friends are for. And apparently the yep. morgue was the right answer. <laughs> yeah. We've got a place with a phone and a bunch of empty space. And no one's going to bother. Give you any trouble. Yeah, yeah, it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's climate controlled. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Obviously, I've brought this up. How many times on this podcast this at this point? Three. This is number three. I, think this yeah. is three. <laughs> I just love this fact so much. Because <laughs> when I watched this movie, like, randomly, because it was on HBO Max, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Ron Howard? Henry Winkler? Michael Keaton? And I love Cheers. So obviously, once I saw Shelley Long, I was like, yes, play. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. This is what she left cheers for? Okay. I don't need to read the synopsis. Play the movie. (laughs) Let's do this. And boy, was I surprised. (laughs) Boy, howdy. What a fucking trip. (laughs) Whoa, man. Um, Speaking of trips, uh, Free Jack. Yes. Part of its journey, and I think part of the reason why it feels so disjointed and stitched together, I looked into it. Apparently, 40% of the movie was reshot after a disastrous test screening. So they added more characters and humor. So the eagle guy, the nun, most likely added in those reshoots, which is why they feel so disjointed from everything else. No, see, 
I want the nun scene. Make uh, again, love Amanda Plummer. Makes sense. Sure, it totally makes sense the because first it's one. one of those tropes. Yes, but the second one. The where second she, scene with her? Yeah, where she just kicks um Oh, well, yeah, it's like, okay, we need to add a joke here. <laughs> but I mean, like, I guess it makes sense that like, oh, yeah, they would track her down because she might know where he is. Sure. Okay, so I'm, I'm there on that journey. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, like the joke, it was just like, yeah, okay, this is shoehorned in. <laughs> yes. We need to make it funny. Come on, guys. <laughs> Amanda Plummer, go for it. <laughs> Turn <laughs> the other cheek. <laughs> 40% though. That's You don't suppose that's when they added the girlfriend back in. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see anything about that. You know. No. Uh, well, cuz if 40% of the movie was reshot in the original version, in the book that they based this on. Okay. The difference in time is like 150 years. Right. Cuz it goes from 1958 to 2110. Mm. That's huge. Yeah. And look at the tech difference. No way did they think realistically that in 18 years we were going to be in cylinder cars, bone jacking people with lasers. With, with no, laser they still had corded shit. phones. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's like, true. Like, this was 2009. We were still like. I no one has cell phones. They have video phones. They do. They have corded phones in their apartments, apparently. Yeah. But like. Voice-activated okay. doors, mm-hmm. but still corded phones. Yeah. Oh, I saw that. I about lost it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> this was the most imaginative you could get? It How goes back it? to them being lazy. Yes. So, okay. Because I did not read the book. I didn't read the book either. Okay. That is something that we're going to need to do. Yeah. Because we need to rectify that. Can we just now, remake this movie? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. Well, because, all right, to me, and maybe I'm wrong, because, again, I haven't read the book. Sure. I'm not sure. I don't know. But it seems like, you know, they, they wow. So I don't know. With 40% reshot, because that is a crazy That's, amount. Yeah. But it's most of the, almost yeah. most of the movie. So then, yeah, how do they take that stuff from the book then? What did they use yeah. from the book? And how much of that actually, you know, how much of that made it into the film? Yeah. And yeah, if it's 150 years in the future, is Julie still there? Is she a character? Or like, did she get jacked into another body maybe? Right. You know, what happens there? Is she living in this weird virtual reality world that yeah. Anthony Hopkins seems to inhabit? The spirit... Um, the spiritual the spi- switchboard. The spiritual switchboard. That yeah. Yep. That's yep. what it was. And, you know, part of it, I think, is that uh, director Jeff Murphy mm-hmm. was so focused on the action. And I'll give mm-hmm. it to him. Some of the action scenes were very dynamic, very fun, you know, but you can't just, you know what? Uh, I say that, but like John Wick is a thing. Uh, <laughs> John uh, Wick is a great thing. John, Gu- John Wick is John a great Wick is- thing. John was, Wick is an exception, not a rule. That's true. Yes. I was, was going to say that... Because John Wick is top-notch action. Absolutely. I was going to say that you can't really have a movie without uh, plot supporting it. Mm-hmm. But I guess even John Wick has that lore uh, supporting everything that he's doing. Yeah, but it's just not a thing. lot. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a lot with John Wick. With this, yeah. there's a whole, like, okay, how did, what, how did this 10-year depression come on? What was this virus stage three that was, that had killed uh, uh, McCandless? What is this technology that can transfer your 
How uh, did that come about? Who invented it? Who right. founded it? There's like your it's, mind, like not your soul, but like mind, a copy mind. of your mind. Yeah. How did how did any of this stuff come about? And like, yeah, okay. All right, the whole division, like there's no middle class. It's like, you know, the haves and the have nots right. and there's no one in between. Okay. Cool. That was caused by uh, like that was a after effect of the 10-year depression. That's a huge societal change. Yes. What? Give us a little bit more. Flesh it out a little bit, guys. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's, uh, I mean, lazy is the word, right? Like, but uh, interestingly enough, uh, Je- Jeff Murphy did not stay lazy for long because he went on to be the second unit director on Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. No. no. Yeah. I was super surprised to find that out. I'm like, you go, dude. All right. Talk about a glow up. <laughs> yeah, like, were he and PJ besties? What was going on here? I mean, they had to be good enough I mean, that he was yeah. on all three of them. Yeah, that's And crazy. only seven years later, right, when they started shooting, right? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time, guys, time. I mean, uh, Lord of the Rings, I, like, yeah, if you watch some of that stuff, it starts to then feel a little like eh, the special effects aren't as great as some, you know, new movies, but still, like, Lord of the Rings stuff holds up fairly well. Absolutely. Well, so much of it was practical, and that yeah, really that makes too. the difference. Yeah. Free Jack, however. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, uh, I gotta ask, why were people so obsessed with Fabergé eggs in the 90s? I remember them being a huge thing. Like, all over the place. They were and in a lot of things. They were in a lot of things, right? I'm not making that up. Had there been an incident with a Fabergé egg, maybe? Like, did somebody steal a Fabergé egg? And so, in the zeitgeist, everybody was like, oh, well, that sounds like an expensive thing. <laughs> right? Like, I, I keep wanting to call him Professor Hickey, and that's not his name. Uh, Jonathan <laughs> Banks. <laughs> uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark Michelet. That's uh-huh. Professor Hickey is his character in Community. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Michelette has a desk full of Fabergé eggs mm-hmm. that Mick Jagger just throws at him. Mm-hmm. He tosses him one and he breaks it in his hand. Like a chump. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this also just made me think of, uh, Brad. Um, because he sounds like a stereotypical New Yorker that you'd find in, like, a Looney Tune cartoon. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm walking here! <laughs> exactly! Yeah. Why, Brad? It or was Paul you? Johansson. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's really what that was. It was just that's Paul Johansson. That's just what I he mean, sounds like. <laughs> he couldn't really act anyways, so it was just him. That's he why he's there. He got to be bombastic. And that way, I mean, that worked. He did, did that work. in, like, anything I saw him in. It was just that. Which is great. And his heel turn. Wow, what a jerk. <laughs> in the diner. Yeah, but you know what? They bring it right off the bat. Like... Not even two minutes after meeting him in the future, after uh, uh, Alex meets up with Brad in the future. Yes. <laughs> you know, he's talking like, oh, you know, I have to see Julie. I have to see Julie. And you just see him like he's looking at uh, Brad is looking in a mirror with Alex Furlong behind him. And he just does this. He has that moment where he's looking down and then he looks up with those dead eyes <laughs> like, you know, he's going to sell him out. And collect a bounty for him for Alex, but it's I like mean, he, he ensures all of his uh, racers. All my drivers. Yeah, <laughs> we already kind of touched on this. What did Free Jack get right about two thousand nine? <laughs> I mean, not much. 
Video calls were kind of becoming a thing. Yeah. Um, facial facial recognition, I think, is the biggest thing. Mm. Uh, widespread drug drug use, but also it's more widespread because some of it's legal now. So. Yes. <laughs> oh, this one. 3D nudes. Leave oh. it to the sex industry to be on the cutting edge. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're always the first and foremost. If anybody's going to embrace it, yeah. God bless. I mean, remember when VR started to be a thing and immediately porn tried to figure it out, figure out how to do it? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. There's really not much that it gets right. No. Ozone deterioration. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that, was, that is a big thing. I was trying to think what happened in 2009 that would have been like, oh, yeah. Ah, free Jack. <laughs> and not a ton came to mind. Those were mostly the things. Yeah. Because most of it is wrong. Uh, in 2009. <laughs> yeah, nothing of note happened. Not in 2009. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, nothing of note. And also, it's just like, honestly, Free Jack got most of it wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It would have made sense, you know, if it was 150 years yep. in the future, some of that stuff. Yeah. But, like, I mean... Maybe, maybe they get it right. Maybe we go back to corded years. phones at some point. Oh, please. Cell- oh my God. And the, the rotary seen, phones. Have you yeah. seen some of those people who are just like, man, I wish I had like a cord on my earbuds so I wouldn't lose them. Oh my God. I, you can buy those now. You can buy those. You can exactly. buy a cord for your, uh, for your earbuds. Yep. Uh, Although I have to say today on my flight from Dallas, I did drop an earbud and it went behind someone's uh, seat. So then it's like, oh shit. It is annoying. (laughs) And I had to be like, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry, thank you. Could you get the thing that goes in my ear? Yeah, luckily it's hand sanitizer. (laughs) Clean that guy off. But yeah, I mean, honestly, like, it didn't get much right in terms of like sci-fi, like new technology, Mm -hmm. things that weren't around, especially in in 92. Yes. Um, Yeah, no. And it's not like anything uh, in Free Jack would like inspire oh, God, future no. stuff, like no. like Demolition Man or Star Trek. You know, Ooh, like yeah. a lot of people fondly remember those movies to be like, "Hey, what if we really did have uh, mm-hmm. something like this?" You know, what if we really had three seashells? Answer. Yeah, there's yeah. been there's yeah. so many instances of like inventors and scientists being like, "Yeah, that watching Star Trek growing mm-hmm. up inspired me to start." you know, developing and engineering mm-hmm. and doing and like making these things and wanting to like actually make that happen. Yeah, nothing from no. Free Jack. What do we want to make those like big heavy helmets that the like <laughs> that bone jackers them... flip up? It makes yeah. them look like uh the the host of Toonami. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say or Metroid. Or Metroid. Yeah. Yeah. Metroid. That's exactly what they Metroid like. was absolutely my thought. Yeah. The like three dimensional laser grid thing. The time travel mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Uh or lack of it. Yes. <laughs> it's just like it's it's Mick Jagger on a laptop being like back <laughs> and to the left. Nope. Yep. Back. Nope. Nope. A little bit more. Left. You're almost there. No. Yeah. Uh, 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 got him. Get him. Get him. Get yeah, him out. Because well, the whole premise is that you have to grab someone like right the instant of their death. Yeah. No, like a nanosecond before they're supposed to die. So you have to know exactly where they are in space and time at yes. that exact moment. And as they said, it's easier to know with Alex Furlong because you saw... Public record. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like there were so many camera angles of it. Mm-hmm. So people knew exactly like, oh man, his car like 
jumped like his back tire got bumped. So it flipped up his car into the overpass right at this exact point at this exact second Mm -hmm. in time. So they can get that grid point Mm -hmm. that, okay, this is where we need to, I don't, I don't even know what the heck they did. Like focus a laser. What the hell did they do? They didn't explain any of it. No. Yeah. They just like had the grid come out that would then like pop him into like onto this operating table in the back of this, this like cyber truck. Moving car in the future. What? Why is this facility in a car? Why are they moving? Why? Wh- because they're in the because like they're being no chased man's by zone. guys. But you, yeah. but why are you being chased by guys? Yeah, because of the ten-year depression. <laughs> well, what happened? How did that happen? Do you have like? Well. Do you have to be driving past the point where he dies to get the laser grid to work? Like, yeah, so is that why they were so far up on Manhattan? Yeah, like, like they were like, okay, this is where it happens. We're pulling him through space, but or time, but not space. Maybe, but also, never say yeah. that. if they're grabbing him at the nanosecond before impact, wouldn't he be fine? Like, why is he like knocked out on the on I mean, the table? I'm, I'm guessing being is stuck because of the time, time travel. Yeah, disjointed. Yeah. All right, I yeah. guess. Of course, disjointed by time travel. <laughs> <Why not>? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it didn't mess him up too bad. He managed to escape immediately. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and not get lobotomized by a weird laser. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we learn in we, as in we, like we were all in yes, the same class. We, but, the audience. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that we learned while I was in film school uh, was that you don't put a gun in the wall unless you plan on using it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's just, uh, yeah. One of the things that I saw in the background in the diner was it was highlighted, you know? It was an Einstein poster that said, Imagination is more important than knowledge. And like it kind of lingered on it. And Alex movie, kept looking at it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is this thematically what you're going for? Like, because if it is, I think you're kind of off base. Nope. <laughs> Maybe in nothing. the original cut. <laughs> in, in some Before of the 40% the percent that got cut out. <laughs> <laughs> this this is him. Uh, this is the director talking to the studio being like, no, I swear it's good. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we don't need to know backstory. No, we don't need to know any Just of it. Just the imaginative action scenes. Yeah. No one needs to explain. Let the audience, <laughs> you know. In. Yeah. Everybody's read the book. Come on. <laughs> Last thing that I, I don't think we can overlook. The audacity of this rich old white man. Oh my God. To, to love this woman so much that he's going to abduct her almost fiance's body and put his mind in it. Yeah. That's how you get someone to love you. <laughs> oh, is that what you and Rosie did? Yeah. Did that work yeah. with Tav? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what I'm doing wrong, I guess. Yeah, exactly. We got to get you a good bone jack. <laughs> got it. What's Mick Wait. Jagger doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> where's Ripper? Where's yeah, Isai Morales? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> with his uh one shaded in well, sunglasses. And so here's the, like... That bugged me about that. Because, like, okay, you know, the Ripper. He probably has that, you know, he's got that nickname for a reason, I bet. Probably. Do they, like, no, because he's just a guy at a computer. He's the guy in the chair. So it's like, wait, is that how he got the scar on his face? Like, is that, is that, like, alluding to that? He's just, like, a desk jockey. And, like, (laughs) the one day shit happened, he got his face burnt. (laughs) Or was he, like... Yeah, I was a bad boy. I was in the field, bone jacking. Now I'm taking a desk yeah. job. I was a bone jacking. Ever since my accident. 
Now I ride the desk. But also, I thought his glasses were like that because something was wrong with his eye. No, no. It's, his, he's fine. His face is so ugly. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's like a targeting thing. Like you need to have the one shaded ah, so that you can target there. Yeah. Those laser grid. Yeah, thing. even though Mick Google Jagger Glass. was targeting it for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just hacking into different computers. And... <laughs> oh, I don't like the dark. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a clown. Just clowning on Emilio Estevez in that car. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, yeah, uh, I almost called him Dustin Hoffman. That's not who this is. Oh, Jesus. Anthony Hopkins. That's a very different guy. Very different guy. (laughs) Yeah, his whole obsession with Julie was just so cringy when all of that came out. And I'm just like, but also you could kind of see it coming a mile away. Oh, 100%. And it's just like, please don't do this thing. Oh, (laughs) it's all the tropes. Do you think they're going to miss a trope? (laughs) No, they're doing all of them. Yeah. Gotta tick all the boxes. Yeah. 100%. All right. After all of this, uh, friends, do you think Free Jack is worth your time? Absolutely. Oh? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. All right. It was a very enjoyable, dumb 90s late like late 80s early 90s cusp mm-hmm. sci-fi movie mm-hmm. 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 it's certainly no demolition man no 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 few things are few yes. things are why can't they reboot demolition man <gasps> doesn't need it why mess with not it? well reboot, a lot of things that like, they reboot don't need it true. but that's yes free jack is, is is ripe for the picking for a, free jack yeah. could do a reboot that would be fine i we should actually reboot yeah <laughs> We could do a better job rebooting that. Call Emilio real quick. (laughs) Yeah. We'll do a little bit of exposition and job done. (laughs) Exactly. Dear Rene Russo, have we got an idea? You busy? (laughs) Hey, Ray Ray, what you doing? Oh, my God. We'd only have to shoot the rest of the movie. You could keep the beginning. Oh, that's true, because they're already... <laughs> the age makeup has been done by like, real time. Don't worry, we're gonna keep all the like first scenes. You know that first we're, bit yeah. that was really good? Yeah, we're keeping that. Yeah. That's that stays. We're just doing new stuff. <laughs> oh. Just the future shit. Yeah. Genius. Welcome to 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Where we still have corded phones, apparently. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. There was one other thing that I forgot to mention. When Anthony Hopkins was having Alex type in that number to like stall him, and then at the end, when uh, when God, I was gonna call him Hickey again. Oh no, Vasendek. Uh, no, no, no. The um, oh, Michelette. Michelette. When Michelette was like, "What's his personal ID number? Why didn't he just give the number that Anthony Hopkins was giving him?" Like, that could have been his number, and it could have been like, oh. No, and see, it made sense that, like, okay, he was trying to have him put in his personal ID number so he could have his brain in him. Like, right. that's how you do it. You have to use, like, that's how you imprint. That's how you tell the spiritual switchboard, I want to imprint this person's mind on this person. Okay, cool. Sure, I'll make that leap. None of it's explained. Yeah, no. But it makes but sense. Somehow that, somehow that, yeah. But yeah. like, Emilio gives Whatever a different the robot number, is, right? Well, like, okay, well, hey, 
Now, let the audience fill in the gaps here, Ben. So what if Emilio, like, he just went, like, there was an explosion and his mind was, like, being, like, how could he be, how could he possibly remember all the numbers from what he was having to type in? He did it twice. (laughs) Yes. Ah, but heel turn. So non-heel turn. Well, was it really because... It was, uh, would it be, like, a fake turn? So, like a... for Vicendak. Right. Okay. So, through the movie, you always get the idea that, like, yeah, while Vicendak is intimidating. Okay. Sure. That's, yeah. That's we're going I for. guess that's that he's supposed to be. Sure, Mick Jagger. <laughs> so, you get, like, you always get the impression that it's like, all right, maybe he's not really a bad guy. He you has know? a code. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got his, his, Jacker Jagger code that he lives by. Mick Jacker. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. But yeah, so it wasn't super surprising when he was just like, yeah, fuck this Michelet guy. I don't care. Shoot him in the head. Go for it. <laughs> Less for me to worry about. This is great. Like, not super surprising. It's going to okay. save me money and time. Yeah, great. And, I still get paid. And at the very end. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I lied. Yeah, oh, lied through my teeth. <laughs> yeah, the real dude can't drive the whole time. <laughs> You're going to have to train him better. <laughs> One piece of commentary. Did anyone else notice this? All right, so Brad's area that he lives in, Park Slope. Right. Okay? Yeah. So it's the 2009 version of Park Slope. And, like, honestly, it looked like the set from Gangs of New York. Oh. Except... With just more like neon signs and Uzis and motorcycles, it really did. It really did. I could see that. Oh my gosh, yeah. that did not occur to me. But I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Gangs of New York was, was shot on the back lot. Like, that's, I mean, yeah, that's totally a back lot like scenario. I don't know. A lot of Gangs of New York was extra like scaffoldy. Oh, true. But it's the future. It's the future. <laughs> Gangs of New York was a full 10 years later. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, that was not around the same time. No, but I mean, like, a lot of those sets, you know, last. Oh, like, yeah, they just. Like, yeah. the Back honestly, to the Future like, set. The you know? shape of the street. Sure. And, like, you know, here's a hovel, here's a hovel. Like, mm-hmm. here's, you know, a shanty, a shanty, a shanty. Okay. Yeah. It looked like the exact, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is I like Gangs bet, of New York. I, I would bet you that you're right, and you're right, mm. that it's a backlot set of a New York street. Mm. And they just went, okay, well, we got to put up dystopia on this. And they just like cover it with dystopia. And weird then they take all boobies. that shit off. Yeah. And yeah, weird neon boobies. And then they take that shit off for whatever the next thing that happens in New York is. And the- I wonder where those weird neon boobies are now. In Emilio Estevez's garage. <laughs> and honestly, like this movie with all of the like, it's got those car explosions. Love it. I always love those. Where those like are fun. just the most 
inane thing happens to a car, like it runs into a wall and then like it, it explodes. Yeah. Or like they fire a bullet at it and the whole thing explodes. <laughs> Numerous moments of those. I'm always uh, a fan of those. One of the things that I that I that I caught audibly was when a pedestrian was screaming. Oh, that wow! Yeah, <laughs> yep. I feel good. <laughs> it sounds like they just yeah. took the sound bite from that James song. Brown. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yep. Because they couldn't <laughs> afford the ADR. <laughs> You're not going to get that rando in for ADR. No, no. <laughs> so James Brown it is. Hit him with the James <laughs> Brown. You still got that on the soundboard, right? Yeah, <laughs> we got that. <laughs> uh, the, the spiritual... Spiritual switchboard, yeah. yes. That's, that's what we're calling soundboard. Spiritual like, switchboard. What is that? Jax? That game, Jax. <laughs> the that's another thing. Everything looks like Jax. <laughs> Free Jack. Like whoa, 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 Ben. You just blew my mind. Right? Free Jack. <laughs> I... The spiritual switchboard connector looks like an actual Jack. On my notes. Oh, Free Jack, like Jax. Literally wrote it on the top of my page. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that was part of the comedy edit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, it's really going to pop them in the third act. <laughs> Although I do have to say, as as a kid, when I watched this movie, I was obsessed with Mick Jagger's gun with like the long white barrel mm-hmm. at the top okay i don't know i don't know what that piece added to the gun like if it was supposed to be a like a, the, yeah like a, a scope or a sight mm-hmm. or something but i was always just like oh that's like, where the darts come out of yes i'm like ooh, that's what guns will look like in the future yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i have no idea what that's for but it doesn't matter it looks cool one of the things i didn't note earlier was that uh in the wikipedia entry which explained this movie a lot better than the movie did. Um, it it review it, it mentioned that free jacks are considered less than human under the law. Yes, which was a point that was barely brushed on in the actual movie. I felt like they didn't really explain why people were like, "Oh, you're a free jack." You I know? just thought it was simply like. Oh, someone's going to be looking for you. I don't want to be an accomplice yeah. to this and get shot. Apparently I honestly, there was more like, to that. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. But I mean, okay, let the audience go there. Sure. They'll fill in the blanks. They'll figure it out. What? No, because like, yeah, it made sense where it's like, okay, you know, they're dangerous. We don't want to be around because bad guys will show up looking for them and I might get shot. Yep. Okay. But like less than human? Yeah. I I didn't. I couldn't see that at all. Because they're property. Especially when, like... Because they're property. Okay, okay. He's, they're merchandise. He refers yeah. to him as, as, like, what is it, $7 million worth of merchandise or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then, like... He better not swallow any of that. Even the... the <laughs> so, when he's interviewed in the bar... Yeah. And they're like, you know, he mentions that, like, you know, yeah, like, I ended up here. And, like, she... she Like, oh, he's a free jack. And she gets all excited, like the interviewer. She gets all excited and is like, okay, yes, we're here with this free Jack. You know, we've got an exclusive interview, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like, she's very excited. So that, to me, doesn't read as like, ooh, they're less than human at all. Yeah, it's real weird. It uh... reinforces my initial belief of like... Oh, someone's going to be looking for this. <gasps> yes! Free Jack Bone Rip! <laughs> I love it! Oh my 
The, yes, yes, the yes. The Bone is Jacker gun is available on eBay. Oh, ladies. eBay. <laughs> for, yes. For $975. Was it the actual one they used on set? Apparently. It's a stunt original prop. No. I mean, that's pretty cool. I, I tried to find out where the neon boobs ended up. and <laughs> <laughs> That's where you ended up? <laughs> uh, that, uh, that, web, that web search did not turn up what I was hoping for. <laughs> Or did it? Or uh, did it? <laughs> Turns out you can buy neon boobs on Etsy. Oh, of course you can. Because yeah, of course, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I'm sure you could. Uh, you could source that out in the Chicago community as well. Easily. Oh, hundred percent. I know two places that make neon signs that I'm sure would make a replica of the neon tits. <gasps> Whoa! <laughs> and then put them outside a doorway. There you go. <laughs> Just one step closer to making Free Jack real. <laughs> Yeah, but we're already 13 we're years well too, past, too late. Past, yeah. Or Time 90 machine. years too early. Uh, yeah. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ahead of the book. Mm-hmm. We're ahead of the book. But we're behind the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Aren't we all behind the movies? God damn it. <laughs> You can find us on the internet. I'm at bsilverio20 on Instagram, Twitter, and Hive. I am at indecisionist on Twitter and at theindecisionist on Instagram. And I'm at Jenna Delgetti on Instagram and Twitter. And I had to look that up because I had couldn't remember what my handles were. If you want to join the conversation, you can use the hashtag time to party. That's time the number two party. As well as time the number two party all spelled out. If you want to see Jenna and the wonderful folks at Plan 9 Burlesque what, live what? and in person in Chicago yeah. this Saturday, January 14th, right. at the Newport Theater. That's is. fair. If you don't listen to it on release week, then you might have missed the show. Yeah. We're sorry. Because it would have been a good one. Feral fandom. That's yeah. That's a banger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, party people, uh, we will be back next week with our edutainment episode, where I'm sure that our choices will be as batshit crazy as this fucking movie. Absolutely. So, until then, friends, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> It's just like... <laughs> 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 <laughs>